0: Welcome, and thank you for tuning into Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day
1: confusions for the middle aged. So, today we're talking about famous fathers from Finland. <laughs> Are we? <laughs>
0: It's a niche topic,
1: <laughs> but I think it might
0: it, it might gain pace. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: No, today we're going to talk about...
1: Badly fitting false chief.
0: That was second on the list, oh, okay. sadly. Okay. Number one today is because we are coming to the festive period and we are preparing to see people again, yeah. even if it is in social bubbles, I thought it would be really helpful if we polished up on some of our social etiquette. So I've been looking up, Dinner party conversations. Oh,
1: right. Yes. I can tell you from the South, dinner parties. Not something that we had a lot of in my hometown. You just
0: had dinner. You had soup with an egg in it and that was it. We and, did. In a draft.
1: We, exactly.
0: That was Saturday for you. <laughs> a draft. It's like you're fighting over who wants to sit near the draft tonight. <laughs> Don't spoil me too much.
1: I, I thought you meant a draft <laughs> like a pint draft. A draft beer.
0: <laughs> no, <Out of> a... <laughs> I meant a gap round a window <laughs> or half a You know, half a door missing because Dad fell over through it when he was drunk. So, dinner party, discussions and questions. Okay. So I looked this up. I've gone to a huge amount of time and expense of about three seconds using Google. There's a whole article in some magazine I found called The Spruce. To set the scene, it does sound like it's going to be acutely pretentious. But this has all come off the fact that we were just talking about Nigella Lawson, and during her latest cookery programme, she called a
1: microwave a eh? microwave. Now
0: I'm torn as to whether or not she's just one of life's blunt idiots, <laughs> or it's the fact that she was trying to be humorous about using a device for fast food. Ah, but either way, yeah. we then ensconced ourselves. In the fact that she is Nigel Lawson's daughter, yeah, which then offended me even more because he was so lazy, he couldn't consider a different name for his own child. He just went, what sounds like Nigel and would work for a girl? And hence, Nigella Lawson was born.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I might be related yeah. to them. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. No, really? My mother's name is Phyllis and my middle name is... Philip.
0: Ah.
1: So I've got to say I've got a vested interest in this naming your child after you. You look right. stunned.
0: No, I just... You know when someone says something and you really have no idea how to respond whilst <laughs> remaining civil?
1: Taking a little bit of a deep breath. Is there any truth in the rumour that your dad was called Emil the bandit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad is very fondly known as... The Burden. (laughs) That is it. That is his name. Everybody calls him that. I've even had a jumper made for Christmas that just says Burden. That
1: sounds like a half-finished pub name, like the Burden Fox or something.
0: (laughs) Just the
1: burden, the hand.
0: The burden in a home. That's what he is. Just a burden.
1: How Christmassy. He
0: could definitely do with some of these lessons on dinner party etiquette and topics because he's got to a certain age, as some older people do, where as soon as they've eaten the food at the dinner party, they either fall asleep at the table or just zone out.
1: Especially if they're from Eton, which is one of these southern posh places you're talking about, no doubt, <laughs> falling asleep at the table.
0: No! best friend's dad, literally, we had a curry once. We had to check his pulse. His head was on the table, his eyes were shut, yeah. he'd gone. <laughs> All right. right, so dinner party topics. Number one, okay. this Christmas, when you get together with the family, I think the first subject matter should be all being acutely rude about Nigella Lawson. That will be the first topic of choice. But this is a genuine article and it said choosing topics, choosing subject matter wisely. And obviously it does say don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion. They're the big no-nos. Okay. No, 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 no. It says these are some simple guidelines. Are you ready?
1: Well, if I was going to form a political party or invent a new religion... I think I would call it the no, 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 no party. (laughs) So then if you said you're not allowed to talk about it, no, 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 you'd be talking about it. You
0: could sandwich it into the conversation. (laughs) I think that's perfect.
1: (laughs) Okay, sorry, I am ready. Topic
0: number one how are things going at work? <laughs> I know, I thought the same thing. That's really not going to spark a jaunty conversation, is it? Can you imagine? You sit down, you haven't seen people for months, there's been a pandemic and your opening gambit is, how are things going at work? Well, let me tell you, I've been made redundant, we're poor, I'm living on the streets, I'm selling my body parts on the internet for money for Christmas presents, so if that answers your question, things at work are going brilliantly, brilliantly.
1: <laughs> yes, I work. Mean, I mean, you shouldn't talk about work after 2020. No.
0: Well, what are you supposed to do as well? You're halfway through your turkey and someone says, so, how are things going at work? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen all of my colleagues. The Christmas party was cancelled.
1: Or people who say to me sometimes, what do you do for a living? I mean, how rude. If people are out of work, you shouldn't ask that sort of thing, should you?
0: In fairness, I have questioned you on that several times because I think you're just a professional hermit. (laughs) Yes. Is there such a thing? Can you be a professional hermit? Or is that just how we're all living at the moment?
1: I'm pretty good at it, I must say. You are. A long time ago, yeah, yeah. people would say, come out of your shell. Ha <laughs> ha.
0: When they laid out the COVID guidelines and they said, whatever you do, don't leave your house, you were like that. And
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> so far I'm not impacted.
1: What well, people people leave their house? Are they mad?
0: So I can't see dinner parties being madly successful if you're opening Gambit is how are things going at work? No. I mean admittedly, if you're sat next to someone you don't know very well or someone you know that's been having problems at work, you might throw that one in there, but it's not gonna spark scintillating chit-chat.
1: The one time I did was at a restaurant, sat next to someone, friend of the person whose party it was, and I said, oh, what do you do? Oh, big mistake. He was involved in making plastic bags. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh... Have you brought out any new ideas? Because plastic bags are a bad thing? And he said, Oh no, no, we're fine. We're still making them. Uh, we do think about making them thinner, but otherwise, no. He was Mr. Plastic and proud of it. As I got more drunk, I got more belligerent and abusive. <laughs> and eventually my friend had to say, Should we sit Graham over there? <laughs>
0: uh, I can just see it now you were like how would you like to be suffocated to death at the bottom of the ocean
1: with one of your own products exactly yes yes (laughs) <laughs> started blaming you for everything to do with plastics. Plastic islands. <laughs> Send you away. What music would you play on your plastic island in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> with
0: no friends, because you've killed everyone with your products. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Or oh, could I just say, I never was invited to a dinner party till I was probably in my thirties. I mean, do you go to dinner parties? Oh, I love a dinner party.
0: I love a dinner party. We don't do them. I think the younger generation just don't do them and We host a lot and then we don't get invited back very
1: often. I can't understand why.
0: Uh, <laughs> Chris often says we shouldn't ask them again. They didn't invite us back. Yeah. And then you yeah. find out it's because they live somewhere they're not proud of. Like... Switch.
1: <laughs> in my case, it's because I've only been invited to yours once and I think that was when I complained yeah. I'd never been invited.
0: You did. And, uh, and I wouldn't have minded, but you did put it in writing as well, which made it even
1: more uncomfortable. What was worse for me was as soon as I got through the door, you said, oh, you've forgotten your mop <laughs> and the rest of your cleaning equipment. I thought I was coming for a dinner party. No, no, that's tonight. I did
0: think I made it clear, but obviously I didn't. <laughs> and in fairness, you didn't either because there were still smears when you'd finished
1: happened to a friend of mine actually she was invited by a very good friend of hers who was quite wealthy to come over saying oh you like Indian food don't you and she said yeah because we've been around to yours and you cook some amazing Indian food she said well if you could come over in the afternoon and help and when she turned up she was actually expected to cook all of the food and she wasn't actually invited to eat.
0: That's really awkward.
1: <laughs> she could stay on to help with a washing up or clearing away, but she wasn't going to be part of that dinner party. Were
0: they going to pay her?
1: Uh, no, because she was a very good friend. You don't pay friends. <laughs>
0: That's really bad. I would be spitting in the food. I'd be licking
1: the chicken. <laughs> chicken licking. <laughs> I wondered where that phrase came from. Uh, chicken licking, it doesn't <laughs> seem so attractive any longer, does it?
0: <laughs> it's malicious people like me out the back of the car.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll teach them. Chicken on the spit, <laughs> you'll spit on the chicken. It's a reversal of fortune. No, I don't want any of it, thanks a lot. In fact, I'm glad I never went to dinner parties.
0: Well... I think there's a reason why you weren't invited, but we will get to that as we work through this murky subject. Okay. What kind of projects are you working on recently?
1: Oh, is that an awful question?
0: That's question number two. I mean, who cares? Yeah. Not being blunt, but who cares? The next option after that was, how was your day? Uh. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant up until about thirty minutes ago when I walked into your house. <laughs> and found out we're
1: going to have something with aubergines. Teenagers ask this about other people's houses, like you mentioned Ipswich. Our son will often say, is their house bigger than ours? And you'll say, "Uh, not really, we're about the same. What about their Mm. living room? Is it bigger or smaller? And eventually he's like, are they wealthier or poor? And if you say wealthier, he'll go, I thought we were rich. And you go, Well, we're not rich. And he'll go, Are we poor then? You can't, you know, you're either. There's no middle ground. A billionaire or you're ready for your sleeping bag out with your dog.
0: Oh, you've got a sleeping bag.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, it's a zip up dog. It's not even a real dog. Very comfy.
0: (laughs) So, how was your day?
1: Oh, Do you know, this is where you find that some people are happy, you know, half full glass, and some people are miserable, half empty. You can guarantee that no matter what the joy is, say somebody's won £20 on the lottery, they'll go, ah, it was only £20. (laughs) It was a win. I
0: also think if you're asking someone you don't know very well how their day was as a way of starting a conversation, you could just end up with someone saying, fine, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) And then you just sat there looking silly. You could open a whole can of worms with what seems like a very innocent question. Yeah. This next one, which is, what did you do last night? Now that you could have an awful lot of fun with. If you think that the other dinner party guests are a little bit dull... You could have a right old time with that, couldn't you? Well, actually, after I stopped curb crawling, which is about half one, half two in the morning, um, I then went to uh, stalk my next-door neighbour and watched through the kitchen window um, <laughs> as she made dinner <laughs> in the dark. Using nothing but night vision goggles and a spatula. Why? What did you do? (laughs) You can have so much fun. I do do... Sometimes I have been known when people ask me boring questions and it's a boring dinner party or a boring get-together to make up answers because it's a lot more fun.
1: And if they believe you, presumably that's why they never invite you back.
0: That is an option. When I joined a new company once, I'd only been there literally about... I think six weeks and another lady joined and we had like a welcome drinks thing when people get together and they have a celebratory glass to welcome the new joiner but actually it's a good team building exercise. <laughs> team building. So I went around the entire team and told them that Brenda the new lady that had joined had a prosthetic leg and it was amazing because you could barely tell she walked so fluidly. So for the next hour and a half everyone kept watching poor Brenda walk back and forth to the toilet <laughs> to see if they could check which one was her prosthetic leg. <laughs> And then at the end of the evening, somebody said to her, I think you do brilliantly well, considering. And she was like, considering what? And then from then on, it was Brenda with a prosthetic leg, bless her. Cool. But everyone remembered her and she made friends very, very quickly.
1: (laughs) Yeah? I'm sure she did. And
0: funnily enough, she didn't drink enough to get
1: legless. (laughs) Now, I must say that if I lived in Ipswich, I wouldn't invite you back knowing that you might come along with your night vision goggles. It's so like...
0: Don't forget the spatula. <laughs>
1: I know the local police and I'm not going to say when they ring up and say your friend's being held in the cells, will you come and bail her out? Oh, it's OK. She makes a habit of doing this with a spatula and <laughs> night vision goggles. Now, I think I think if I was an Ipswich dweller, I'd play safe and think <laughs> let's not invite them back.
0: Shut the borders. Compliment a guest's hairstyle, handbag or shoes if you are comfortable. <laughs> I'm very, that's what I say, that's okay, Graham, I'm having a lovely evening, I feel very comfortable, I've undone my trousers. Can I just say how lovely your handbag is this evening?
1: (laughs) I'd worry to death about that. We were at a party just outside of Monaco. Oh,
0: hang on, hang on, just pick that one up, you dropped that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, is that...
1: Is that Monaco near um, Essex? <laughs> That's right.
0: Do you pronounce it Monaco or is it
1: Mona Echo? Uh, Monaco, I think. Uh, Monaco. Certainly okay. certain well known TV cook would pronounce it Monaco. There was a burglary that night and they stole loads of very expensive handbags. Mm-hmm. So, my fear if I ever went to a party and complimented a guest's handbag or shoes, that the next day, when the handbag or said shoes had been stolen by some thief, they would think, Graham was saying how nice they were. How much do we know about Graham? Has he earned all of his money or do you think he's got it by deception, deceit and burglary? If you
0: complimented my handbag and shoes while we were at a dinner party, I'd just I'd turn to the other half and go, he's definitely a cross-dresser.
1: Yeah, I've never noticed. In fact, occasionally I've said to Jill, I wish she would wear shoes. <laughs> I worry about you on the gravel. <laughs> And as far as a handbag goes, I think a Tesco's for life bag doesn't really count. As <laughs> you bring the sandwiches uh, and your soda pop, strawberry flavour and all the rest of it. No, I've never noticed a handbag. That only leaves hair. So let's yeah. move on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for couples, you can ask them, how did you two meet? Now, have you ever done that when you've said to two people that you assumed were a couple, you know, how did you meet or have you been together long? And they've gone, oh, I'm not with so-and-so. And then are like, oh, awkward. Yes. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I don't know if it's a good thing because you look like a really great couple. But then you find out that he's married to the woman that stood behind who's got a face like thunder. <laughs> yeah i like, oh, I'm so sorry, I just assumed you were a couple. <laughs> yeah,
1: you've got to be very careful about all of these things. You don't ask anybody their age. Mm. Oh, the worst thing is when somebody said, how old do you think I am?
0: You always go five years below what you really think. That's the trick.
1: I did that once and I was still 10 over. <laughs> <laughs> Big. Mess. Jill said, never answer questions like that. <laughs> now I don't.
0: <gasps> no. But you can ask questions like this. Do you have a cat? You can ask. Yeah, you're halfway through the starter and the riveting person next to you says, Do you have a cat?
1: Yeah, but that's not actually a good question to ask. I'd be nervous about asking that question. The person would say, why, have I got cat fur on me? As if they're dirty. Or do I smell of cat pee? Yeah,
0: I was going to say that sounds derogatory. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm a lonely spinster that lives on her
0: own with her 25 cats. You know, do you have a cat? It sounds quite accusational.
1: You follow it up with, oh, I love the smell of cat pee. Don't get me wrong.
0: (laughs) Some of my best friends smell of cat pee. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) So I've heard dog fox smells peculiarly like some of the flowers (laughs) in the garden. You've got a very floral scent tonight.
0: (gasps) Oh, and then you can follow up with questions about cats' personalities. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's always insinuating that your cat's schizophrenic. (laughs) How many personalities does your cat have? Oh, about 47. Why? How about you? Only 27. Mine is obviously an under-schizophrenic achiever. (laughs) It's very weird. Ask about your cat's personalities.
1: Somebody in our garden actually did say, Oh, I can smell dog fox.
0: Hang on. Somebody in your garden? Yeah. Are people just wandering it through now?
1: This person had been invited to a bit of a do. Oh. Yeah. And he said, oh, I can smell dog fox. He was from Yorkshire. Dog fox. Just north of Ipswich for you southerners.
0: Because I thought you said dog farts earlier.
1: <laughs> no, dog. Fox, as in the male version of the fox.
0: Well, wouldn't you just call it a fox and we just all assume most of them are male? I don't know. Why would you smell dog fox? Is he going around prolifically sniffing foxes? Fox-eye?
1: He reckoned we'd got a fox running the garden. But apparently the smell of dog fox is very, very similar to St John's Wort, which was in flower at the time. Is this
0: guy just wandering around your garden snorting up all the foliage?
1: (laughs) It was a bit like
0: that. Good Lord, you've got some funny old friends, haven't you? Just the one, actually. That's the one friend, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Do
1: you have a dog? Is that the next question after, do you have a cat? Yeah,
0: that's the next one. If you failed the validation question of, do you have a cat? The follow-up is, do you have a dog?
1: I would never answer that question. Why? Because of my experience in Italy. I was sitting by a table looking out the quayside. Good Lord.
0: Did you know you're getting like somebody's elderly relative that can just tenuously find a story associated to anything? That reminds me of the war that does. What? The Christmas cracker? Or the fact I asked you to hold my grenade? You know?
1: <laughs> anyway, I was looking up this sheep, uh, this street. <laughs> this sheep.
0: I was looking at this sheep. What is this? James
1: Herriot. (laughs) I was looking up this street, which was quite a steeply descending little, more of a walkway with shops either side with touristy trinkets. And it was one of those rotating things with belts and rotating things with bags on it. Carousel. Thank you. And this dog came up, the dog was by itself, raised its leg and peed all over the leather goods. I thought, oh, my goodness, and dog just wandered off and suddenly came up and said, have you got a dog? What do you think I would say? It was clear where this was going. So ever since then, if anybody says, have you got a dog, I say, nope, and I'm not buying your leather handbag or your belt for that matter. Thank you very much.
0: Do you know what? That just reminds me of something that happened to me during the war. <laughs> during the, during the, the war. war. <laughs> 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 so when you have got past the do you have a dog, you can follow that one up with shared memories of childhood pets or dogs can be triggered from questions about pets and lead into a fun, light conversation and ways to connect.
1: I found that talking about combining those, talking about uh, keeping tropical fish and how I'd occasionally make a giant angelfish out of paper mache can Keep people enthralled for hours.
0: Uh, I'd be more concerned that you start talking about it, right? And you start, this could be quite fun actually. You go, oh, I do remember my childhood dog, Lucky. He only had three legs. We were very (laughs) surprised when he died. My dad ran him over in the drive. I've never really gone over it. I can't believe you brought it up at the dinner party. You're ruining my evening. It's terrible. <laughs> again, you could open, open a can of worms with that. Yeah. You
1: know? I don't know why they say can of worms, because they're usually lovely things in the wormery. As you know, I've got three wormeries. Why would you put them in a can? Yeah,
0: why would you put worms in a can?
1: I don't know. A good oh. thing at a dinner party to just speed it on, I would imagine, would be to ask if the hostess or host have got flour, and most of them will have, and then just with a simple bowl and mixing up the flour into a paste with water, an old bit of newspaper do fabulous things, make a paper mache balloon, you could really drive the evening along.
0: You would. You'd drive it to a very swift conclusion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, this is good. They get better. I mean, whoever wrote this is obviously just a, a conversational genie If you could pick any state to live in and you knew your job would be waiting there, which would you choose and why? Again, it's bringing up jobs.
1: The state I'd choose is the ability to stand. Because standing could be very painful on your calves. So I think as good a state as you can muster for that day.
0: Great, perfect answer. What was your biggest surprise ever?
1: Uh, let's
0: think. My biggest surprise ever is the fact that you're still sat next to me at a dinner party, continuing to drive this very dull conversation. <laughs> and after my three legged <laughs> dog story, you haven't got the hint to yes. get knotted. Would you,
1: would you like me to cover your three legged dog in paper mache? I'll leave a little <laughs> hole for its <each> nose. <laughs> Then you can carefully slice it out and take it home. A replica of a three-legged <laughs> oh, dog.
0: I can't. It just reminds me of an episode during the war when I papier mashed my way out of a bench. <laughs> well, this is why we don't get invited to dinner parties. I think you yeah. and I might be slightly annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Also, we're always drinking the wine too fast.
0: We do. Yeah, we are quick drinkers, <laughs> which means we're the half-eight drunks. Oh,
1: have you finished yours already?
0: So everyone else has warmed up and we're like, woo, Raise the <laughs> roof, where's the karaoke? <laughs>
1: I woke up at once on a settee that, for some reason, people had put up at an angle of 45 degrees, blocking the main door into the room. And then they went out by a back door that wouldn't normally be used, So I woke up to this sort of like earthquake feeling and waking up thinking, what's going on? Because I was at 45 degrees and people were shoving at the door trying to dislodge the settee. Mm -hmm. It was very disconcerting. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend doing that to anybody unless you dislike them a lot. Well, I
0: have told you before, Graham, if you get involved with drug cartels, this is the sort of thing that happens to you, (laughs) even in Surrey. (laughs) You'll wake up at 45 degree angles. (laughs) If you had to give up one of these forever, would you choose television or music from any source? <laughs> I've never heard musical source. Yeah, I, was say, <laughs> I mean, is there a theme tune for ketchup? I don't know. <laughs> it's a
1: very strange dinner party question, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I would much prefer the question of, if you had source... What music would it play?
1: Yeah, that's much better because that brings in what's happened in our previous questions. There's an element of smell involved.
0: So, like bread sauce could be the theme tune from the uh, TV soap opera Bread. (laughs) Do you have any siblings? Oh, gosh, that's a dull question. Do you have any siblings? What if your family's there? Um, Have you been to any great restaurants lately? Well, that's going to be a tricky one during COVID, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I don't. Yes,
0: I've been to McDonald's, they deliver. <laughs> <laughs> and it's better than this muck.
1: Who cooks? It's a trick question. Have you been to any restaurants lately? That Amazon thing is listening in so that if you said yes, the police would be round to fine you a thousand pounds or something.
0: What are you? Rita Ora. Stop getting out with
1: everybody. <laughs> it's a mouthful, isn't it? Rita Ora. I wonder how Nigella would pronounce her name.
0: Rita Orea. Yes.
1: <laughs> she could have her own show just on pronunciation
0: she's got to do stuff like that just to keep people engaged i'm sure yeah what would be your ideal sandwich well one between me l mcpherson <laughs> and nigella lawson <laughs> <laughs> Boom.
1: egg and cheese i like that that's nice
0: egg and cheese yeah egg and cheese? <laughs> yeah. Like scrambled egg? Or is it like egg mayonnaise
1: with no, cheese? egg, so like scrambled egg mixed in with cheese, melted together with perhaps. With cheese? Yeah, standard.
0: That's a bit like, a, I suppose that's a egg bit and like cheese egg sandwich. muffin type of thing. No, egg egg and, and
1: cheese sandwich. It's a standard. I'm amazed it's gone under the Baum radar.
0: It's like a double dairy whammy, that is. Egg and cheese.
1: It's fabulous. Yeah, really
0: nice. Is
1: it? Yeah, really nice.
0: I'm really not... My face is not convinced. (laughs) Egg and cheese.
1: I'm really upset by this whole conversation now. Well, I don't know what counts as a sandwich.
0: What do you mean you don't know what counts as a sandwich? It's two bits of bread with something in the
1: middle. Tell me what this is then. When my mum used to give me tomato soup with an egg in it, a boiled egg in it, which sometimes... Yeah, t- that was not a sandwich. Tear up a round of bread into little bits and put it in the soup so it sort of soaked up the soup and then you break the egg so it sort of went into the bread. Delicious.
0: I'm going to have to ask to start seeing your birth certificate <laughs> because when you break up a round of bread, it just reminds me of Oliver Twist. Which makes me think your childhood was during the 1800s and therefore you are in fact about 204. Which is why you've now started to do the stories that
1: remind you of the war. But which one? <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.